What's up? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so uh, I was having some serious difficulties and uh, I realized, oh shit, <laughs> I'm on Wi-Fi. I didn't have my hard line plugged in and my Wi-Fi sucks. So sorry for that delay, guys. We are here and we're going to talk about the Philadelphia experiment, but not before we do a proper intro to the show. Woo! All right. It is time once again for Talking Paranormal, and we are here. Um, Matt, uh, those videos weren't loading because I was on Wi-Fi, and I was trying to load too many at one time. And I ran downstairs, plugged it in, and uh, all of a sudden, they all loaded up. Um, unfortunately, because I had so many queued up, it's like double. So, uh, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Um, how's it going, dude? Bro, it is cold. It's kind of nipply here too. Like cold <laughs> ass cold. Let me do a quick count here. Okay, I think that's that's a lot of videos. Some of them are comedic relief, and that's okay. Um, I will say that uh, I know last week we talked a little bit about some future plans to possibly go on some little haunted uh, investigations. And, uh, I think the three, I think the three that we have lined up and, uh, we'll just have to figure out funding and stuff later on. Speaking of which, uh, t-shirts will be on the way. I wanted to test print a couple through the platform that I used to have t-shirts, um, printed, shipped and sold. Yeah. And I want to make sure that it's good quality because I did too. I have the one that I made myself. And that's just a, a straight vinyl print. But if you look at the backdrop of our video here, you can see that the Sasquatch, the ghost Squatch, is kind of 3D. And I wanted to see if that would turn out in the um, direct-to-garment printing. If it does not, then uh, I may just make the shirts in-house. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I, I have been considering these three locations and i know matt matt's not too keen on one of them but definitely waverly hills i think waverly yeah. hills is a uh is a good place to check out i would do waverly hills um, <laughs> it's I'm one not... of the most haunted places on earth apparently that's it what really I keep... <laughs> it really is but i'm not doing the conjuring house i will not it's just a farmhouse matt it's fine it's just a farmhouse <laughs> it'll be all right <laughs> i actually have a a co-worker of mine, my buddy Roland, he might be in the chat um, or watching. Uh, he said he was down. So, Matt, you may get a call from me in the middle of the night like, dude, we're at the Conjuring house and shit is going down. <laughs> um, that's That was the last one. I'm not sure if that one will ever happen, but it is definitely one I'm considering. The other one next to Waverly Hills that I really want to check out is the West Virginia Penitentiary. Okay. That's supposed to be the other most haunted place um both of them are, are roughly uh a thousand bucks or 1200 bucks i think it's 1100 dollars um 
and it's up to like i know one is like 10 people and the other is 20 people so plenty of uh of course like i said once we get some funds rolling in here uh i have no problems just getting the money together and whoever wants to make it out to uh those locations and go hunting with us i think that would be a lot of fun um i'm working on uh gathering some equipment so we'll have equipment provided as well uh we're gonna we're gonna either way whether or not we see anything it'll still be a lot of fun that's what i think for sure i agree it'd be a good time uh hey chris what's the temp where you're at um i don't uh 35 degrees how the fuck (laughs) how cold is it where you're at 26 wow yeah not moving to arkansas (laughs) it's freezing over there dude bro that's crazy 26 so we're like in the negatives for what celsius Celsius? yeah yeah that's like negative six degrees. Yeah, you're pretty cold. You don't have Bigfoot right now. You have the abominable snowman. <laughs> I got the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti. <laughs> um, I did want to play, before we get into the rest of the videos, like I said, there's a lot of comic relief this week. Um, I did want to play a couple videos, some hype videos for these three locations, including the Conjuring House, whether or not Matt decides to go. Um, it's. I still feel like it's on my bucket list. I hope nothing happens. I hope I go there. <laughs> I'll go, but I'll be nerve center set up in a van outside. I'm not going in. You really, you really think that uh, there's something negative there, huh? Bro, the, like mo- st- the movie really pumped up a lot of shit. It do can pump up a lot of shit, but I mean, Annabelle came from that fucking house. That's not true at all. Where'd she come from then? So, you don't know the backstory of Annabelle? So Annabelle, I thought I did. The backstory of Annabelle is uh, she in the movie. It's like this creepy looking doll. It's actually a Raggedy Ann doll. That's the real yeah, Annabelle. Raggedy, is a Raggedy, Raggedy Ann doll. doll. And uh, I don't, I don't want to speak out of line, but it had nothing to do with the actual Conjuring House. And the doll that's in the Conjuring House is just a prop. It's a replica of the actual Annabelle doll in the Warrens Haunted Museum, where they keep all these haunted artifacts and stuff. Um, okay. Okay. So there, there is no <laughs> the Annabelle dolls are not the real ones. Um, but Annabelle, the story is that this doll, some college girl, like the whole Annabelle series of movies is all bullshit. <laughs> it's all pumped up. For well, TV I mean, I I figured that was bullshit. I don't know where I got that she came from the Conjuring House. No, she definitely then. didn't come from the Conjuring House. And if you listen to Andrea Perrin, who actually grew up in the Conjuring House, and her family was the whole issue. Um, she talks about how uh, their family got screwed <laughs> in the whole thing and how they made it way worse and uh, all that stuff and how it, it, I'll have to pull up some videos and we'll, we'll play some videos to get a more accurate account of what really happened. But uh, I've been watching some investigations and stuff from the Conjuring House. There's a girl that is a relative of the owners of the place and she's like the caretaker and she has like She's verified on TikTok. She's that big. And she does videos from inside the conjuring house. And I'm like, oh, that place ain't that bad. Oh, and yeah. She's... I've seen I've seen her TikToks where she's yeah. like sitting there dancing around the house and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of ridiculous. But um, I don't think it's I mean, you would have to be a real dick to get something to follow you home from there. Um, 
but anyways, I, I thought I'd play some hype videos. So let's watch a few hype videos for these locations. Um, that way, if anybody feels like joining us someday, well, they can. Um, speaking of anybody, uh, what's up, everybody in the chat? Thank you for joining us once again. You've probably seen the film The Conjuring, but did you know that the terrifying scenes shot from that film were shot in a real haunted farmhouse? YouTuber Madison Heisen decided to go and check it out, but she soon realised she may have bitten off more than she could chew. If this clip were just footage from one angle, we would probably have thrown it onto the fake pile. But we got wide shots of both sides of the door, and there seems to be no one around. So how the hell did that door just open on its own? When we look at the history of the house, this video contorts into something far more sinister though. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren were called to the Rhode Island farmhouse multiple times throughout the 1970s by the Perron family. At first, the family noticed small things going missing, bumps and bangs in the night, the standard stuff. But soon after, it took an agonizingly hostile turn. The family learnt of the dark history looming over the farmhouse, murders, hangings, children drowning, but nothing was as bad as the head spirit in the house, Bathsheba, a spirit who apparently still saw the house as her own. She lived there back in the mid-1800s and was rumoured to be involved in satanic rituals. Soon after this was discovered, Bathsheba's spirit became restless and possessed the mother of the Perron family. Looking back at the clip of the door opening with all this history considered, Perhaps Madison's best bet is to hot-tail it straight out of there before she suffers the same fate. That was a great hype video. Um, there's a lot of misinformation about Bathsheba too that was also part of the movies. Um, so don't be, don't be too scared. Uh, I've seen so many investigators go there and everything was fine with the exception of the idiots that took shit from the house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely don't do that. And if you do, that's on you. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I really would like, I'm really interested in the anomalous lights in the woods, uh, and the tree knocks and stuff out there. I think, uh, I think it's more the land than it is the house. Okay. Um, because apparently there was some sort of, I forget what the name of the battle was, but there's some sort of battle that happened on that land. And um, I don't know. I, th I think they really play off the demonic on that one. I don't necessarily think that it's a demonic entity that's there. Okay. Um, I'm going to do some more research, of course, because I really, uh, to be honest, like I, I have no interest in doing private investigations of people's homes. I'd rather go to these large locations and well-known places. Um, but uh, that said, um, Waverly Hills is supposed to be one of the most haunted places, at least in America. And it's almost guaranteed you're going to get some sort of activity, whether it be sounds, um, 
EVPs, seeing shadows, things like that. So uh, I'm really excited about Waverly Hills. I'm probably more excited about Waverly Hills than the penitentiary or the conjuring house, just because it's so well known for the activity that takes place there. Um, I believe this is the uh, Waverly Hills video. Waverly's paranormal legends have gone back for years and years. People believe that over 60,000 people died there at one time. And reports of hauntings and strange, unexplained activities have gone on there for years and years. I've investigated quite a few areas that have been reportedly haunted in the uh, northern Kentucky and southern Indiana area. And Waverly is by far the most active place I've ever been. There are a, a number of locations in uh, Louisville, but I think the holy grail of hauntings is probably Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Uh, they say that's the most haunted place in the United States, if not, you know, on Earth. Most people say 63 to 65,000 people died there. Um, when you look at the records, the experts say there's no way that many people could have died. You know, they said most likely it was tops 8,000 or 7,000 people. But still, you think about 7,000 people dying in one location over the course of 20, 30 years. That's quite a lot. There's been a large debate on how many people actually died up here. So we, uh, we started a memorial site where we tried to get people and families that had any kind of death records where we could prove that people up here died up here. We're up to about 11,000 that we can prove. We, we assume that there's a lot more than that. Well, Waverly's always been known to be on it. And, um, you know, no one's going to believe anything until they see it for themselves. I wouldn't either, but I have seen things up here for myself. It can scare you. I don't care who you are. You're not ready for it. I've ran out of this building more times than I could count, and I will again, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not the last time. But uh, there's a lot of stories that do go along with the building, and, you know, a lot of them we don't know what's true, what's not. There are some stories that we have found out that are true. Dude, if that doesn't get you pumped to go check out Waverly Hills, <laughs> oh my God, uh, I, I'm going to do my best to not run out of any of these locations when shit goes down. I'm trying to get some serious footage, and thus far, I haven't heard of anybody being seriously hurt <laughs> at any of these locations um, by an entity or a ghost. So, um. You know, aside from my own fears, <laughs> I think uh, as long as I can just rein them in a little bit, I don't think I'll be running anywhere. Because I will tether you to me. <laughs> I'm not saying I won't grab you, <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm super excited. Um, Waverly Hills is just—it's so legendary in the ghost and paranormal community that. Uh, God, it's almost a, if you're into this kind of stuff, it's almost a, a must go check out place, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And then of course, there's the West Virginia State Penitentiary in Moundsville, West Virginia. Let's check out a little hype video for that place. Um, I'm super excited for that one too.
pumped up. <laughs> so those are. It's interesting because you were a CEO at one time, Matt. I was. So this will be. This will be fun. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> um, I'll be like, it's him you want, not me. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to do everything in my power, and Matt's going to do everything in his power. We can start generating some funds around here to make this happen. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I would like to do one location next year, but I'm not sure if that's going to pan out. Um, but uh, if we can make it happen, it'll probably be towards the end of the year, like the last quarter of the year. Because um, there's got to be some significant planning. And I know that at least one of the locations is all booked up for the remainder of this year. And I think that was Waverly Hills. Because I've been doing a lot of research on it because I really want to make this happen, dude. Waverly really, Hills is probably one of the more popular ones to go investigate. Yeah. Yeah. So be prepared to be freezing our asses off because it's probably going to be in the fall or winter when we get to the place. Um, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, dude. I, I think we're going to get some. I, I almost guarantee that something will happen at both locations, just a matter of what. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I don't want it to sound like we're just we're just talking a big game. Um it is definitely something that I think we should do for the show. And uh, it would be fun to share some some footage on here, you know, that we get ourselves. That'd be cool. So that's the plan for next year. Um, let's get into some of these videos. Uh, we are talking about the Philadelphia experiment today. So I, do, I did queue up a couple short videos to kind of explain um, the history. That way you guys don't have to listen to me read off of Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, but uh, definitely an interesting, interesting thing. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Matt, you did some research on it, right? I I read Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> per- hey. I, didn't, I didn't dig too deep, but it sounds pretty wild. It, it is pretty wild, and it's all alleged. Of course, the government's never going to admit. Oh, yeah, we can try to make a ship disappear. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, let's get into some of these videos. Like I said, there's there's some comedic relief, and Matt loves to send me these videos of animals that are gigantic because he knows it's oh the, the crocodile shit. yeah the crocodile we'll play that one first look at the size of this crocodile dude that thing is a dinosaur i don't care what anybody says Oh, for sure. They're it's a dinosaur. Dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, uh, it just, it blows my mind that a creature or creatures that size, that much power are still on Earth. And yeah, we're, back scratches. We're out here hunting Bigfoot and shit. And it's like, whoa, dude, we got dinosaurs out here, man. <laughs> oh, that's still like when I was kicking around the idea of moving to Louisiana, my wife's like, Cause we like to go kayaking and shit. She's like, we're not going kayaking. And I was like, yeah, no shit. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, um, definitely. Uh, I don't know. It's it a great me. story. It would be a great story. I would definitely, you know, it, it's the uh, sneaking up on me thing that gets me. Like if we're kayaking and I see one popped up, it's like, all right, go that way. <laughs> like, but, uh, you ever seen the video or this uh, father and son are in their little fishing kayak and they're checking jug lines? You ever seen this video? No. They're in like Louisiana or Florida and they're checking jug lines. And they're in their little kayak. There's a group of them checking jug lines in their little kayaks. 
and this the video cuts in with the son being like, it's a big one. Cause he's like barely out of toddler age, like five, six, maybe, you know, like little, little kid. And he's like, I think we got a big one, dad. And dad's like, it feels like it. And they get up to the final little bit of line and a big old gator mouth comes up out of the water, bigger than their, like the gators bigger than their kayak comes up out of the water and it, it ate their bait. Oh, wow. And the kid panics. And the dad starts pedaling his little, kayak paddles to like get away and he goes that's a big old gator that's absolutely terrifying um yeah the, no kayaking in the bayou for me i'll tell you that right now <laughs> um this is a this is a funny video that you sent matt and it perfectly sums up white people <laughs> oh white people <laughs> check this guy check this out can someone tell me what this lady has on her leash Okay, let me break this down for you, brother. If a white woman is walking it, we don't know what the hell it is, okay? It could be any damn thing. It could be hyena, husky, and a third of goat. We don't know, okay? They be rescuing all kind of shit, okay? But I tell you one thing. Be patient. Wait on the DNA test, and she'll let you know, okay? Um, Tyreek, um, I saw your video on TikTok. And I just wanted to tell you that he's hyena, Malinois, and bear. Okay? Thank you so much. I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, but for real, white women. <laughs> Definitely. Bro, I had a realization the other day. What was that? Do you ever feel like we're like the paranormal version of ridiculousness? I never really thought about that. <laughs> Man, watch an episode of Ridiculousness. Let me get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Ridiculous is a pretty popular show, right? I mean, Rob Deerdeck made a lot of money off Ridiculousness. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I'm sure some people will watch this at some point and go, this is this shit ain't paranormal. Giant dogs and shit. That's pretty unnormal to me. I, okay. I mean, that was an Irish wolfhound, but you know. Is that what that was? Yeah. Fuck, that thing was gigantic. Are They're they really huge. that big? My yeah. God. I don't know. I've met some dogs. That were like, <laughs> I remember when I was living with my grandma, um, we had some new neighbors move in um, to the house in front of us because we were kind of set back off the road. And we had this little cheesy little wooden fence. I mean, it was it was a bullshit fence. I'll say that. Yeah. And they had a dog. I forget what kind of dog it was. It might have been a Great Dane or something. <laughs> Nothing scary or anything. But I just remember walking outside one day, looking over and seeing like the dog like you could see the top of his legs and his chest and his head. And he was just looking over the fence. And I was just like, Hey dude, that fence ain't shit. You could easily get through that thing. If you don't want to hang out over there. And he was just, he was a horse. <laughs> you could have put a saddle on him and rode him around. I will always gladly deal with a big dog. I've never met a giant dog. That was mean, <laughs> right? That's what yeah. I'm saying. But you meet them little five pound fuckers and they want to yes. like eat your face. Yes. The ankle biters. Yeah, they've got they've got small dog syndrome. Uh, the big dogs are like, dude, I could eat your face if I wanted to. That ain't even an issue. <laughs> they don't even, they don't even give a shit. Chihuahuas were Aztec battle dogs. <laughs> they used to be bigger, but I mean, still. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. If they're battle dogs. <laughs> Kira, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Um, I just, I, I love dogs. Um, like I said, I've never met a big dog. I didn't like, I remember one time, the one time I was intimidated and I shouldn't have been, 
uh, I used to deliver beer and I was delivering beer at this little convenience store in like a really shitty area of town. And there was this guy outside and he had chained up his dog, his um, pit bull and the chain links. I mean, they were gigantic. I felt bad for the dog. Once I got to know the dog a little bit, the dog's neck, like it didn't have a neck. It was like all head and neck. And I'm not shitting you. The, it was one of the, if not the biggest pit bull I've ever seen. And he had one of those choke collars on. Yeah. And uh, he was looking at me like, and he wasn't like happy. Like he wasn't tongue, tongue out, like all chilling. Um, he just had a, he had a look in his eye and I was like, shit, I have to go right in there too. And uh, I walked up and as soon as I got close to him, he became the, just a lover bug, dude. This dog was, I wanted to take him home at that point. He was a sweetheart. Um, but I could see how somebody would be like, I was intimidated at first. Cause I, he didn't give me any idea that he was a good dog until I got close. Well, I mean, um, you just hear so many negative stories about him. Unfortunately, you know, every pit bull I've met, like in, in a close relationship type thing, like a friend or a family member. Yeah. Um, they're all super sweet dogs to humans. Like they oh, are yeah. protectors. Um, so when you get them around other dogs that if they're not trained properly, um, I've even heard stories of pit bulls that are trained properly and then they just snap. And I think that's just bred into them to fight other dogs or something. I don't know. Some of them anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, I've met some sweetheart bull or uh, pit bulls and I'm a bulldog guy. I know you're a bulldog guy, Matt. You got a bulldog who who hated me. <laughs> Bro, that dog hates everybody but my child apparently. Like I I've, I've never met a mean bulldog. It was re- very surprising to me, but uh he's a, I mean, I wouldn't even call him mean. Like he doesn't really ever try to like hurt anybody. Yeah. But he puts on a big show. Oh, does he? He oh, puts okay. on a big show. He's a dick. I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um but I mean I mean if he was truly an aggressive dog, yeah. He already would have bit my son. Yeah. I he, I really, the problem, and I'm kind of, I kind of get this from my wife. It's like when I see a dog that I think is cute, I just want, I don't care how mean he is. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to grab him and just roll around on the ground and hug him. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with mine. Um, <laughs> he did like, he was like trying to get through the door. That was funny. Um, no, uh, believe it or not, I'm not, I like my bulldog. I'm a, I'm a basset hound guy. Oh yeah. Germ- I had a German shepherd and a basset hound and I just, I've, I love my basset hounds. Right on. They're, they're cool dogs, too. Little floppier dipshits. <laughs> I've just always had a thing with dogs that uh, look like they've had their face smashed in. <laughs> Bro, I don't, I, like I said, I, I almost entertained the idea of getting a Frenchie. Yeah. Um, there's a breeder. I don't know where they're at, but they're specializing in putting a muzzle back on bulldogs and Frenchies. Oh, really? Like they started cross, they crossed in. A little something, and it's giving them a little bit of a muzzle back to help their breathing right. and everything. They still look very Frenchy and very English, but they've got a little bit of a muzzle and it helps their breathing. Yeah, my incredibly, uh, my my old man Cooper, he's an old English bulldog, so he has a little bit of a snout. And if you didn't know any better, you would think that he was uh, a pit bull slash English, um, because he's he's taller and yeah. not not as whiskey barrelish. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do love old English bulldogs because they don't have as smashed of a face, so they don't have as many breathing problems. Um, I mean, Bowser's as smashed as smashed is going to get, and dude, I yeah. swear to God, that dog is going to—he's going to be one of them eighteen-year-old bulldogs. Like <laughs> one ear's already fallen off; he's blind oh, in one eye. God, how old Has, is he right now? Seven. Okay. 
yeah bulldogs are cool i like them um this was a this video that you sent me matt was interesting because i i didn't realize that these suckers were inland check this out there's a fucking shark look at that son bitch How did you not know this? I've talked about this. I didn't realize they were... That looked like a lake, not a river. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, if it's connected... There's been bull sharks found 1,300 miles up the Mississippi River. Oh, okay. I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah, they're um, they're everywhere, man. But for some um, reason, I, I never... It never dawned on me that, yeah, if, it's, if the river's connected to a lake, guess what, asshole? It can make it to the lake. <laughs> You know, it sure can, dude. For real, that's my biggest fear. It's going to the lake, and a goddamn gator gets me. There's not a gator anywhere near us. There hasn't been a gator sighting within four hours of me, but that's like my biggest fear. And it's not because I think it's going to migrate all of a sudden, because I think some dipshit's going to turn it loose and see if it can make it through the winter. My god, that's that's a problem. <laughs> that is I, a problem. That is a big problem. <laughs> um, there's been some lakes around here where. I just got this feeling like I feel like in Seattle, there's this lake called Green Lake and uh, it's very well known, very populated. Um, I could imagine some asshole just releasing a gator and just seeing if it could grow and live and survive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just, always been a fear. Bro, it's <sighs> what about what about in the New York sewers? Do you really think there's been gators in there? Man, there ain't no tell what's down there. Like all the shit that just gets dumped down there, there ain't no telling. Yeah. Um. Now, it, I think it's a very good prevailing theory, but my problem with it is, is unless it stays just super warm down there, I don't see how they make it. Yeah, through the winter and stuff. Yeah. Um. Have you ever seen <laughs> the amount of rats in New York City? Is absolutely insane. Um. The, I'd say the amount and size of them is what's really impressive. Like, let me put it to you this way. So, you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm a garbage man for a living. Actually, I pick up a recycle. But we have a facility um, that's strictly recycle, right? And they're basically emptying it out right now so that they can replace all the machinery. And I was one of the last trucks to dump last night. And there's a pretty good size. There's about a three or four truck size pile, a, a mountain of recycle, right? I go in. All the all the machines and the equipment shut down. I'm the only truck there, and I, I can see the rats everywhere, right? I dump on this pile, and the pile starts moving. There must have been a 1,000 rats in that place, and they started scattering as soon as the truck, beep, 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 and they started scattering, and it, it freaked me out because it just it gives me the heebie-jeebies, you know what I mean, just seeing yeah. all those rats. Yeah. And I, I couldn't help but think. This is nothing compared to New York City. When the sun goes down in New York, because they throw their garbage out in the street, and these guys come by and they go out and grab the trash and pick it up and throw it in the trucks from the street in bags and shit. And you can see the rats just, and just knowing that their sewer system is so big and just, oh God. You How is that pay city me. called the greatest city on earth? I don't know. That place is a shithole. I'm sorry. I mean, it, is a, it <laughs> sounds like an absolute shithole. <laughs> yeah. It Everybody's is, uh, mean. Everything's expensive. There's yeah. fucking rats. Yeah. The garbage is just on the street. These like, rats are sound... taking out pigeons and shit too. It they sounds are like an absolute ruthless. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, 
I, I still would like to go and visit, but you couldn't pay me to go into the sewers down there. You I couldn't don't... pay me to get to New York. Mm. <laughs> You're not interested in going and checking out the Big Apple? Bro, I have no interest in going somewhere that has that, like that. Okay? <laughs> You've seen where I'm from. I'm good. Yeah. Now, you live in a very... I was so surprised how clean that city was. I guess I'm just... I, I've, I'm so used to being around the shitholes that <laughs> I just was so surprised. Bro, but... we... Like, I don't... I don't... like. I don't understand it when people are like, oh, you got to go to New York. It's so magical. There is nothing that sounds magical about New York. I don't know about magical. I'm I'm a traveler. I like to see places I've never been. I'm a traveler too, but I'm like craving wide open spaces. Like drop me in Montana. <laughs> drop me in the middle of the desert. I mean, see if I make it back out. I don't care. I would rather go to like the middle of freaking nowhere and fight a badger while wearing bacon underwear <laughs> than go to New York City. See, I like I like all places. I'll go I'll go wherever, and uh, it'll depending on my experience will determine whether or not I'll go back. Like Las Vegas, that place is a complete shithole. Um, smells like piss, <laughs> vomit. I I love Las Vegas. I don't I mean, Vegas sounds like live a good there. time. I mean, I don't, don't want to live there, but <laughs> I mean, Vegas sounds like a good time, but like nothing about New York sounds like a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of want, I want to see Times Square. I don't know. I just want to see all the the big popular places. Um, well, you missed your shot, man. You should have went during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Scott, I'm just saying, if you ever see me fighting a bear, jump in and help the bear. <laughs> Chris, did we lose you? Oh, there you go. Oh. Am I back? I don't know what happened there. Yeah, you're back. That was you're weird. back. You froze for a second. Okay. Weird. Um like a ninety six yeah, the, <laughs> the the sewers in New York scare the shit out of me. Um <laughs> yeah, Scott, definitely there's that smell too. <laughs> uh um, let's get back into these videos here. Uh I don't remember what the rest of these are. Let's figure this out. <laughs> It is very possible, I think, that oh, the government does not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think definitely... it's, I, I think it checks out. Like... Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> They're like, you know what? As long as a bunch of people don't go missing, you know, one here and there, who gives a shit? You know, just don't let them, don't let them know what's in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a very scary thought for me. I think, I think it um, checks out. That was a... Uh, I, I absolutely think it checks out. I really do think the government knows way more about everything than they're willing to disclose for whatever reason. Um, let's check out this next one. heard of the blip right you've heard of the blip right matt uh no the blip was a a sound much like that one um that was recorded and nobody has an explanation for what it is 
Um, I don't believe the iceberg bullshit for one second. I'm sure they God, make noise, no. but uh, the ocean like, is so unexplored. They had like tone and inflection. Yeah. There's some shit in the ocean. Like, I would not be surprised if there was some sort of apex predator in the ocean. Um, a ginormous animal that we've never discovered and we don't know it exists. I will say this, though. If I see one more video of someone saying a basking shark is a megalodon sighting, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> they're pretty big. Um, they're big, not, they're a, not megalodon. a megalodon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still holding hope that there's megalodon out there. <laughs> um, okay, here's another animal video. Uh, look at the size of the thing. Hey, la culera. La gente salió yendo, mirando y enojado. Toditos asustados comenzaron a gritar. Huye José, huye José, ven. Okay, bro, I think we've seen enough there. <laughs> bro, that blew my mind because I was like, I was like, oh, they're just looking at a snake. And then I watched it started over and I saw how big the scenery was when they zoomed yeah. in on it. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, clearly he's been eating coyotes. Been eating good. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and these things, they're out there. And they're not hiding. We know that they exist. And they're gigantic. <laughs> that scares the yeah. shit out of me. Um, okay, we've got a couple more here. I don't remember what this one is either. If you see him while you're awake, run. So this story actually comes from a Reddit user who's a therapist. And this user had a patient who was coming in complaining of seeing Hatman at night. This patient would apparently wake up in the middle of the night to see Hatman standing at the foot of their bed, watching them sleep. And as a result, they were not really sleeping much. So the therapist prescribed some pretty heavy sleeping medication. And as a result, the patient starts getting a little better. But then one day the patient comes in and just looks like they had seen a ghost. So the therapist asked them what was wrong, and they said that as they were getting in the car to come to therapy, they saw Hatman standing across the street during the day. This therapist had only ever heard of Hatman when it came to patients waking up in the middle of the night and seeing him, never when they were already awake doing things in the middle of the day. So the patient is terrified, but the therapist thinks this might be a side effect of the medication. It takes a little while to get used to. But that was the last time the patient ever came to see the therapist. Yeah, if you ask me, Chris, what are you most fearful of of shit you've talked about on the podcast? Hatman scares the living shit out of me. Hatman's Hatman's most, pretty up there for me. I just it, the creepy part. Like if it, if I had never known about Hatman and I saw it, I'd be like, that's fucking weird, right? The fact that so many people have seen this entity with a fucking hat. <laughs> I, I can't figure it's kind of like the whole aspect of when people mess with Ouija boards and they contact Zozo. Oh my god, um, Zozo. That shit when one entity is like being seen all over the place. I think I said it on the show that I watched a documentary about Hatman, and some of the accounts were just horrifying. Um, you know, especially when you have sleep paralysis and you can't do shit. If <laughs> this thing is getting closer to you, that is the scariest shit I could possibly imagine. Um, that would probably be the only thing that would make me run out of any of the locations that we go is if I saw Hatman, I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> See well, I mean, for sure. <laughs> um, I just, uh, there's something about one entity that is very specific being seen by 
who knows how many people that scares the shit out of me what is hat man um we'll do a we'll do a bigger episode on hat man in the future also zozo <laughs> um but uh yeah there's just something black eyed kids too that scares the shit out of me um creepy kids just suck man yeah like i hate when they do creepy kids like that's a, that's the lowest blow <laughs> Yeah, I the stories you hear about these kids showing up to people's doors and like, let us in, <laughs> but they got black eyes. It's like, fuck no, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm like, you want them emo kids? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, who's uh, Tremors? I love Tremors, by the way. Who doesn't love Tremors? <laughs> yeah. uh, Tremors is one of my favorite favorite movies growing up as a kid. Um, Trimmers was legit. Bert. Yeah. Get up, Bert. It's a stampede. <laughs> um, Reba. Reba's Reba. a gun. Yeah. Um, let's see here. My, sorry if my... I don't know why my feed keeps um, going in and out here. Uh, let's see here. We've got Two or three more videos. This one, I forget what this one is. I th- okay, never mind. Um, so Ed and Lorraine Warren. Obviously, they're very well known now, especially with all the Conjuring movies. They were well known as demonologists, and uh, it's not too often that their footage is released. They used to do like a um, like a talks at colleges and stuff and share some of their videos of paranormal activity and this is one of the videos and i never i've never seen this before um other than like small snippets for like sizzle reels and stuff on like paranormal shows yeah but this is a little bit more of uh one of the videos i saw and obviously you know we did watch that video on debunking so i i think that some of this could be debunked but um i don't know the warrens are very controversial figures you know, when you get into the nitty gritty, you know, a lot of people think that they're scam artists. I'm not sure I believe that. Um, I actually read uh, basically Ed Warren's memoir, and uh, I thought it was a really good book. Um, yes, to Pranav. Are you a man? Are you a boy? You want the people in this house to move? One knock for yes, two for no. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Who is it that you don't like the most here? Is it? Is it? Is it their father? Is it their mother? Oh my God! There's some sign. Is that you moving something? Give me some sign. That you're here. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to reveal your identity. A little girl is trying to do her homework, but you can see that the chair keeps sliding backwards. You're holding it down, aren't you? It's got that much strength to it. Now, if you watch, you can see the little girl's legs are up on the rungs of the chair. She's not pushing herself up from the floor. The mother is not tipping that chair backwards. Nobody is touching that table. The table moves of its own volition.
I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> it is a tough one. Sorry, I don't want to freak anybody out. I just uh, caught movement out of the corner of my eye. I think I got my a winter mouse. Oh, shit. <laughs> Freaked me out. Yeah, the the Warrens, I, I would love to see all their footage. Um, I also would like to check out their haunted museum. That would be crazy. Cause I have... mean, it'd be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind checking out Zach's in Vegas. That's definitely, I definitely want to go check out that. Um, he's got the, uh, Kevorkian van. I think he's got Ted Bundy's Volkswagen too. I could be yeah, wrong. He does. Does he? He's, he's got, uh, he's got a Dybbuk box. I think it's called. Oh yeah. He's got some shit in there. Uh, the Warrens, they have, uh. They have their own little. I don't know what happened to their collection since they're both their passed away. Runs it. Oh really? Yeah. Um, like he and he'll like. I mean, a lot of people disagree with how he's handling things because he's like renting out himself and the Annabelle doll and stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I'd be renting that shit out, <laughs> bro. I would just. I would honestly keep her in her case and keep her put up. Like, there's no reason to have her out and about. Yeah, that's insane. Especially if you listen to the actual story of Annabelle. Yeah. And what happened. Um, yeah, that's creepy as fuck, dude. Uh, there's certain things, like haunted objects, that's something that really creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> um, the fact that there's museums that have all this shit. Uh, this episode's about the Philadelphia experiment. So I have two videos queued up to kind of give us a little bit of a background. One of them is kind of a goofy guy and the other one is more like legit. So let's watch them both. And uh, that'll give us a background. And then Matt, you and I can discuss, you know, what kind of validity we can, we can muster out of these um, or out of this alleged incident that took place, this experiment. This is the legend of the Philadelphia experiment. The U.S. government's attempt during World War II to make an entire ship disappear. Theorists say that disturbing things happened to the sailors on board. According to witnesses, on October 28, 1943, the USS Eldridge, a cannon-class destroyer, was being used for top-secret experiments that could change the tides of the war. The rumor was the U.S. government had come up with a cloaking technology that could render any ship invisible to radar. And in the Philadelphia shipyard that day, it was time to test it out. Witnesses say as the Eldridge powered up, an eerie green energy field surrounded the ship, and then it disappeared. The ship was then spotted in a Virginia shipyard and then teleported back to Philadelphia. Some went insane, and some got a mysterious illness. But worst of all, some of the sailors were said to have gotten fused to the ship, many of them still alive as they were cutting them free. For more on the story, check part two. Yeah, I've definitely heard the same stories um, about the Philadelphia experiment. I did want to mention really quick, I did see uh, the Dietlov Pass incident um, mentioned in the chat. That yeah. is a crazy story. Have you ever heard of that, Matt? I, I have. That one is it's pretty wild. Like, we definitely need to talk about that one. Yeah, that's definitely on the list. But that's uh, – I don't know what to make of that one. I've watched a couple documentaries, and I've done some research on it in the past. I just there's no normally I would do something, but there's some high strangeness attached to the disappearances. Um, yeah, I know that they believed they were being followed, <laughs> shit like that. Uh, super creepy. We'll get into that um, here. I don't know what's what's next on the list. Time travels next week. Then we get to talk about time time travel next week. Oh. Um, 
but definitely uh, Dietlove Pass. Let's watch this last video on the Philadelphia experiment and then we'll, we'll chat about it. Philadelphia teleportation experiment. During the times of the World War II era, mysterious experiments involving strange esoteric technology was certainly an option for the Nazis in the United States. Some of the most famous minds of the world, including Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein, were even employed to execute the military complex as well, leading to some perplexed stories. One very unusual account involves the supposed attempt of the Navy to develop a technology that could make an entire ship invisible to the naked eye. But these experiments had some unintended consequences that led to the project being shut down and buried. Until a man who had claimed to have worked on the project blew the whistle on its cover-up. A man named Al Bilek and his detailed narrative are intriguing and possibly part of a true story. So what was the Philadelphia Experiment? According to Bilak, in the late 1930s, the Navy was working on a project using electromagnetism to essentially develop an invisibility cloak for its warships. Around that time, Bilak said that Einstein was directing a program of disguising ships by wrapping them in electromagnetic coils to protect against magnetic mines planted by the Nazis. Tesla took this technology and parlayed it into a cloaking experiment, having some initial success with a small boat. After failed attempts with larger ships, Tesla gave up the project and handed it over to a Dr. John von Neumann, who also worked on the Manhattan Project. Von Neumann eventually succeeded in making the USS Eldridge, a cannon-class destroyer escort, invisible for a short period of time on the first occasion. According to Bilek, one of Tesla's inventions, a zero-time reference generator, lent itself to this success. This device supposedly locks to the Earth magnetic fields and acts as a cosmological reference with the electromagnetic fields at the center of the galaxy. Bilek said that Tesla gave von Neumann a cryptic warning about a personal problem that might occur in their experiment, but he continued anyway, and the Navy trained a crew specifically for the operation. Then on August 12, 1943, they ran a second test. After being shrouded in a green haze, the ship disappeared for several hours, during which it traveled through time and then rematerialized. Upon its return, sailors were reported to be violently ill, some engulfed in flames, and others were molecularly bonded with the ship. Bilak, however, said he and his brother, who were aboard the ship at the time, jumped off during the time warp and remained in 1983 on Montauk, Long Island, at another secretive government facility, also experimenting with time travel known as the Montauk Project. Bilek gives an intriguing explanation for how his time travel was possible relating to Tesla's zero-time generator. He said that Tesla's device was the key for the ship's return back to its original location. 
According to Bialak, we live in a five-dimensional reality, with time being the fourth and fifth dimension. He said that every human is given a set of locks that lock them in a point of time from which they came, but that the experiment ruptured those time references upon returning to Philadelphia. The Montauk Project Conspiracy Stemming from the Philadelphia experiment, the military supposedly conducted a program at the Camp Hero Air Force Base on Long Island, known as the Phoenix Project. This program funded studies ranging from psychotronics to black hole simulations and weather control. Some pointed a company called Brookhaven Institute as being a shadow agency in collusion with the government for these experiments. The company's website says it researches an array of studies, including nuclear and high-energy physics, superconducting magnets, and condensed matter physics. They also have a particle accelerator, like the one at CERN, in conjunction with the development of energy. A man named Preston Nichols claims to have worked for the Brookhaven Institute when these experiments took place. Nichols has said that during his time at Brookhaven, a plethora of psychic research was carried out with some of the best psychic minds, as well as with children. Some of the experiments achieved materialization of objects, teleportation, and black hole creation. The project ended on August 12, 1983 exactly 40 years after the Philadelphia experiment. The members of this project were brainwashed and wiped of their memories. Although they claim to have gained remembrance over time with the story, could these claims be true? Could they have been part of mind control or psychic programs like MKUltra that have distorted reality? Or did they actually travel through time? The mystery remains and continues to be debated, but those involved swear by their accounts. All right, first of all, I agree with what was said in the comments. That was the ultimate slow video. <laughs> Just because TikTok has 10-minute videos doesn't mean you should be allowed to post one. My God. Um, I didn't watch that all the way through. I wish I had. <laughs> I would have realized how fucking long it was. Um, I didn't even pay attention to how long it was on the little queue there. Um, also, yes, that that definitely was the Pink Floyd album cover. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I, I will say this: there's something about electromagnetism that seems to find itself in a lot of these paranormal things you know with, yeah with ghosts um with high strangeness and with crazy experiments and it makes me wonder how much the government or governments of the world know about electromagnetism and how many experiments they've actually conducted you know in regards to that and you know what kind of power it holds um you know you've got einstein nikola tesla Lots of people talking about, you know, wormholes and time travel and all this weird shit. 
And it seems like there's always something involved with electromagnetism. And I think there's, I think electromagnetism, I think that's a key to unlocking Agree. Some, some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what shit exactly? I'm not smart enough to say. But, uh, you know, with the Philadelphia experiment, of course, the government denies it ever existed. But I don't know. Just, I, man, I don't know, man. The, the little bit I read, it's there's something there. But at the same time, God. The people that like try to report to stuff, man, they make it, they make it hard to want to believe it. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Sometimes I wonder, like you get the whistleblowers and shit. Like you got Bob Lazar from Area Fifty One. You got yeah. these guys, and there's there's never a guy who's super believable. You know what I mean? There's always like, there's something. never a, there's never a guy just sitting in his brown chair for the Netflix special, just like. Look, man, there's some shit out there. <laughs> yeah. I can't go into details because you'll think yeah. I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. But there's some shit out there. Yeah. I would believe that guy. Yeah. That's it's like always... the guy telling you about his time in Nam. Like <laughs> he, he tells you there was some shit. Yeah. He didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like it's always the guys that want to just talk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't believe you. There's always something a little off about him. I don't know. They got a lazy eye or they don't comb their hair or some shit. <laughs> like there's something off about this fucking guy. I don't know if I believe him or not. And I think that's, I think that's, um, Pecker would, I do le- I do believe Bob Lazar to an extent. Sometimes I wonder if the government was feeding him bullshit just to see, you know, how much he would be willing to say. And then also just to see what kind of feedback he'd get or people believe him. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a smart guy. Uh, oh, yeah. He's definitely seen some shit. Now, what he's seen is questionable. But, um, you know, it, if you guys haven't seen the Bob Lazar documentary, it's definitely a good one. And then listening to his uh, interview on Joe Rogan was definitely eye opening for me. Um, there's something there. Now, I don't know if I trust the government 100% because they compartmentalize so much shit. I wouldn't put it past him to throw some bullshit in there just to fucking lead people in the wrong direction. So. sorry guys this cold is taking it out of me um i mean they uh they definitely run some great misleading tactics like misdirection and everything yeah um i mean it makes sense to have an entire playbook of guys just sitting there looking like complete idiots and wackos like all right man you're up all it takes you give a guy like Bob Lazar, you know, you let him see a bunch of shit and then you go, okay, let's do the fake alien in the room thing so that, you know, everything he says sounds legit until he says, yeah, I was walking down a hall and I looked into a room and there's like an alien sitting there. And then you're like, whoa, dude, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? You had me until you saw an alien just sitting there on a chair. You know what I mean? Weird shit like that where they throw in, you know, wackadoodle stuff. Um, wackadoo. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the uh, Stephen Greer's UFO disclosure project when he went to um, Congress or whatever, and he had all the fucking people that, you know, the eyewitnesses from the military and shit, and everybody's sounding legit. And then you get, you know, one weird guy who's like, there's 57 different types of aliens. And he's talking about all the different, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know, we're just talking about, you know, some crazy shit up in the sky. And now you're talking about all these different types of aliens, 57 types. Um, so it's, I don't know. Like, do you think you'd screen some of these folks before you bring them 
Yeah, but it, before you bring them, you know what I mean? Like the problem is that their stories are so credible and they're supposed to be credible people. But what people forget is like, just cause you've been in the military, I met a lot of military guys that uh, I couldn't respect because they were fucking morons. Uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've met some very respectable military guys, mostly respectable, but I have met some guys where I'm like, you were a fucking Marine dude. <laughs> like I definitely met guys like that and I respect them for their service, but you know, people are people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, but I've said this before. I know we've talked about it. You know, if a thousand people say they saw some shit and even one of them is right and one of them did see some shit, then that makes it all true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's like the Bigfoot thing. You know, thousands of sightings throughout throughout history. Yeah. Hundreds, if not thousands of years. If one of those sightings or one of those incidences of a hairy giant in the woods is real, then yes, Bigfoot is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I think it's funny that where people like they'll discredit the ghost shit or fucking UFOs or anything like that. And I don't even like calling them UFOs anymore because there's so much shit up in the sky. Like I pointed up in the sky like I don't know what the fuck that is. You know, but it's a plane. You it's know, or like, um, I did. Oh, so after last week, uh, we watched those guys debunk that ghost shit. Right. Yeah. I started getting into their channel and watching more shit. And this guy that was camping out in the wilderness, I forget exactly where. I think it was in New Mexico or Nevada. I think it was New Mexico. But uh, he set up a time lapse camera in the sky. Right. And it was like fi a five hour period. And you see this thing like over five hours just doing all these crazy maneuvers right and so these guys set out to debunk it and at first they're like no that's a legit object doing this crazy shit right well they ended up doing some crazy research and what they found out was that there's this company that um it was a really well-known company i want to say it was google they were doing this weird these weird weather balloon experiments where the balloons traveled through the sky and then they like they have sensors on them so they'll know when they need to elevate another 5,000 feet or do this kind of shit. And they, their maps are all over and erratic. They found the flight path and they found out that one of those balloons was in that direct flight path because <laughs> they were doing research like, all right, what was in that area? You know, they checked flight logs, all that shit, and they couldn't figure it out. But they found this place that I think it's related to Google that is releasing these weather balloons and they're gigantic and you can see them. And it was like almost the exact same pattern. So they debunked it, which was crazy because unless you went that deep into researching to debunk it, you would automatically yeah. think it was a UFO just by how it was traveling in the sky. Right. So I'm going to be looking into some more of their videos because they've been debunking UFO videos and some other shit. So I'm very interested, including mysterious creatures that have been seen on camera. So uh, we'll probably end up, reviewing some more of their videos because they were so much fun oh dude they cracked me up yeah and uh there were some videos i was looking at <laughs> you know between last week and now where i was just like i'm not even gonna play that one because <laughs> matt and i are just gonna tear it apart uh, but um i don't know i think that's good that's good to you know have those ideas of debunking like you know before i saw that i could have watched that ed and lorraine footage of the table moving and shit and been like huh but you can't see the bottom of the table. Like, there could be strings. You know, you, if you cannot prove 100% that it's real, then you automatically have to say, chances are it's fake. You know what I mean? I mean, when you look at the that video we watched of Ed, Ed and Lorraine, all you hear is Ed being like, and you're holding that, right? Yeah. And that's, that's actually, uh, in my opinion, that's mentalism. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You're holding that, right? You're not like you're you got two people on a Ouija board and one person looks at the other and go, You're not moving it, are you? Person's like, No, I'm not moving it. Are you moving it? And you're like, No, I'm not moving it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That mentalism shit. Now the video in the conjuring house where the girl's like, I'm gonna do this, blah, 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 and the door fucking opens. Yeah. And they have a camera on the other side and it's a wide shot, so you can see. So I didn't like something about that video. Oh fuck what? They weren't synced up. They weren't? Uh-uh. Fuck, I, I deleted the videos as we went, or else I'd pull it back up. Shit. No, oh. uh, go back. If you got it where you can find it, go back and watch it. But um, they weren't huh. um, they weren't synced up. Like, the first, the first one, the bottom one, where it shows the living room or wherever, yeah. opening up that door, that video, the door was completely open and showing her. Before the video of the door opening with her, the door was where you could see her. Like, they didn't sync up their time markers, and that bothers me. Hmm. Interesting. I might have to look back. Well, if, if that's the case, it's bullshit, Matt. You shouldn't be scared of the Conjuring House. Let's go. <laughs> um, I do see in the chat uh, mentioning of Project Blue Book. Yeah, you know, um, J. Allen Hynek was part of that and he was brought in dr j allen hayek was brought in to debunk a bunch of ufo shit and he actually concluded that some of it was legit um so project blue there's a lot in project blue book they even made a tv series but it's like loosely based i watched a little bit of it but i i don't know um scott yeah like i there's definitely I don't know. I think it's the key to a lot of the mysterious shit. Um, and I, after thinking, oh, oh, by the way, Matt, our portal yeah. video was pretty popular on YouTube. You know, I sit here and I look and I see we've got six people watching live. Yeah. We've got, I think we have well over, let me look really quick. I was pretty surprised. I was like, holy shit. Certainly, you, know, you know what it was? It was because somebody had been attacked by a floating wiener. <laughs> Uh, we definitely need to clip that for TikTok. Um, yeah, 187 views on YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. Compared to like the Grim Reaper got 44, Zombies 52, Vampires 28. Nobody likes Vampires. 46 for the Satanic Music Industry. Autech got 45. Giants 132. So Portals beat out Giants. And then uh, the other big one we had, that's still the champion, is uh, the Mud Flood and the Lost Empire of Tataria. Look, dude, that was a good episode. That was a good time. That was a good time. Uh, I think part of that is that Tatari is like just starting to get known. Yeah. And uh, people are looking up all sorts of shit. So hopefully they looked at our video and were like, look at these two fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they talked about Tataria for five minutes. <laughs> uh, um, well, kids, I might have to call this one. I am freezing. Yeah, and I need to get going because I need to do another podcast tonight. It's been a while since I did my other show, so I'm going to go live. If you're a car guy and you want to stick around, I'll be jumping on uh, talking Mopars here in just a little bit. I've got a buddy who may be a guest. Hopefully, he's still up, so we'll see. Um, but, Matt, that was a fun episode. As usual, next week, it's time travel. Time travel. All right, buddy. Go go get warm. Get some sleep, and uh, we'll chat, and we'll see everybody next week right here on Talking Paranormal. Remember... Everything is a thousand percent maybe possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
don't go sticking anything into any wormholes. <laughs> we'll see you guys.